As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey, I'm Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels in 66ers baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Tori Hunter Jr. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. Hey, what is up? It is your boy Johnny Mag. Back at you once again for another edition of the All Angels Podcast. I'm joined, as always, with... Daniel Garcia. We're back. Not another exciting week, unfortunately, for just, the Angels. Just kind of going through the motions right now and trying to get through the season. Well, we got three weeks left. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just trying to get through the week, week by week. Day by day, any by any. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's rough, man. It's rough. Like we said, no matter how... Uh, no matter what we know about this team and who they are, it's still very, very hard to just kind of watch them lose. So we'll get into the weekend review and all that good stuff as usual. But let's let's get into one of our first sponsors for the show. And without them, uh, a lot of this wouldn't be possible. So I want to thank Blue Chew. So, guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Want to increase your performance and get that extra confidence in the bed? So listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue, like Dodger blue, unfortunately. Uh, blue Chew brings uh, you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works. You can take them anytime, day or night, on a full or empty stomach. And since they are chewable, they work twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. If you could benefit from a little extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow through. Uh, Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no awkwardness. Uh, they're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than the pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use pre- special promo code ARMCHAIR. Just pay $5 for the shipping. Again, that's Blue Chew. B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code armchair to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. For sure. Thank you to Blue Chew. All right, let's uh, let's get into it this week again. Well, was it? at least it started, you know. Oh, yeah. Decent. I mean, you know, it was good because, you know, what, last week I think we only won well, one or two games. Well, not only that, though, I mean, you look at the schedule, the Chicago White Sox were the only team that they played this month that <laughs> – isn't A, in the playoffs, or B, competing for some kind of wild card or, or something. Right. Everyone else they're playing, whether it's, you know, Cleveland, they're competing for that wild card spot. Uh, Tampa Bay, same thing, competing for the wild card spot. Houston, they're going to win the division. Every team they play this month, except for the Chicago White Sox, are either in or they're seriously competing for a spot for the playoffs. So definitely the competition got uh, ratcheted up quite a bit. Yeah, it's... um. It's it's kind of hard to go in there and play these teams that have something to play for when you don't have anything really to play for other than to get, you know, get experience. So it's kind of hard to get up for these games. You know, maybe they should take a blue chew before the game and uh, maybe perf- hey help enhance their performance. But anyway. I don't know if it's that performance. <laughs> I don't know if blue chew can guarantee a, a 300 uh, batting uh, average. Otherwise, I think they would be, you know, yeah. doubling their profits. Right. Banned substance. But no, it's not a banned substance. You guys can go ahead. Did and- you hear about that? Did you hear about that story a little while ago? No, Talking about so. Blue Chew. No. I guess there was a memo that went out to major league teams saying that um, I think it was some minor leaguers. I don't know if it was major leaguers, but a couple minor leaguers got popped taking um, the gas station version. Oh, gosh. And those are not FDA approved like right. Blue Chew. So, therefore, you really don't know what's in them. So, they're popping tests oh, left gosh. and right for like extra testosterone or just whatever. Yeah. 
And so they put it out and said, hey. Stop <laughs> taking them. Stop taking them. Go see a doctor or, uh, yeah. hey, or use Blue Chew. Maybe someone yeah. can use uh, some Blue Chew. I used yeah. to take uh, Nitro to go energy pills that you saw over the counter. And it's probably that, almost. It always seems like so sketch. Like, it is sketch. 7-Eleven is like Dude, you're night. walking out with like a monster and then, yeah. oh, yeah, let me oh. get these <laughs> extra pills right here. I used here, to take just uh, in case. Rock Stars and Nitro energy pills to get me through my work day at Kmart as a receiving manager. It was not a good time in my life. <laughs> Man, that your heart. Your heart oh, must have been just yeah. torn. I could I there's no way I could do that now. There's just no way. Anyway, um so let's get into it. Like as we as we mentioned, you know, they had just finished the series against Oakland. Uh the day that we had recorded a tough loss up there in Oakland. It was kind of good news to see the White Sox coming in. I don't know if it's good news because the Angels themselves aren't anything to write home about. Yeah, I mean at least as a fan, be. you could yeah. feel your, you would have felt confident. You could have felt confident, like, oh, maybe we can get yeah. two for three, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. But, um uh, the bright spot of the whole month. Yeah, exactly. So uh, they started the series against uh, the White Sox. Dylan Peters got the start. He went four and a third. He gave up six hits, four and runs, three walks. Okay, he's kind of battled, but, you know, he got through it. Uh, the White Sox would jump ahead first, taking a, a quick 2 nothing lead in the first, but the Angels would answer back with a ring. He full solo shot in the top of the third. You know, the White Sox would eventually take a 4-1 lead uh, until the third win. Otani triples and then he scores, uh, or, or, or Otani triples and scores, and they kind of stay that way until the eighth. And Goodwin would tie things up with a two-run home run, and in the ninth, Upton would give the Angels the lead for good with a solo shot. That is skied to deep left field. Now one is way out of here. Big fly for Justin Upton, the third hit by the Angels, and this one gives the Halos a ninth inning lead. It's five to four. As the Angels, like you heard there, take a 5-4 uh, lead, and that would do it as the Undertaker gets the victory. Right now, he'd be saying, we're nasty. <laughs> so a good win for the Angels, a little come-from-behind victory there. A lot of home runs. Uh, well, not a lot, but, I mean, the home runs got them back into the game. I mean, what's a lot anymore? I mean, yeah. we're, we're recording this on, a thir- on the Thursday. Last night, they passed the record or set the new record for most home runs in a season total. Wow. By all the teams, and we still like we were talking about a little bit earlier. There's still three weeks left of baseball to play, so that record that was set last year just got obliterated. And now every home run from now until the end of the month is going to be adding on. So wow. um, it's hard to say. Like, man, these home runs are bringing them back. It's like, ah, it just seems like it's kind of normal. It is, man. It's kind of weird. <clears throat> Excuse me. The games changed so much. It went from you know moving guys over and, and making sure the guy gets to. You know, with less than one out, if you can move a guy from from uh, first to second to second to third, and and sacrifice an out, now the game's changed so much. Where you know what, let's just let the guy swing away, and if he happens to move the guys over, good. But we'll take that chance of him actually hitting a double or a home run uh, now than it was. Now, that was like five years it's, ago. It's, it's literally they're playing for like a bloop by like maybe mm-hmm. the, the 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 on deck or the uh, number one guy leadoff guy, and then yeah. A blast from the next guy up, like oh, let's just try to get a guy a on. Blooping and then, a blast, yeah. Booming, get the guy home. Not so much. Hey, let's let's, let's uh, I saw, manufacture. Uh, I saw Trent Rush. Um, he tweeted something out earlier this week, saying something. I think it was at the end of the the Cleveland series that, or before the last game, uh, that Angels have only sacrificed bunted like four times. I want to say like four or five times this whole year, but overall sack bunts in the league or oh, yeah. cut in half. Oh, yeah. Uh, talking about AL teams because, I mean, obviously NL you have well, the, the pitcher. pitcher. So, obviously yeah. those are – they're always going to be sacrificed right. bunting if they're in that situation. But as far as the AL where you have a designated hitter, yeah, the the bunts have been split and uh, – sack bunts have been split in half from, you know, this time last year. It's uh, it's insane. The game has definitely changed. So, good way to start the week uh, or in the series against the White Sox taking that one 5-4 the next day would be uh, the 7th of September. Heaney would get to start six hits or six innings pitch, six hits, four in runs, no walks, eight strikeouts. Um, wasn't as sharp as he was in his last couple outings, but was good enough. I mean, six hits. Uh, he didn't walk anybody, so that's great. Six innings pitched. At least he got into the six. Yeah, I think, too, you're just trying to get this guy innings, innings, uh-huh. innings, innings, and, and get through them healthy and get right. through. Um, Get his arms uh, get strong. Get him arm strength, yeah. get up. And, and you know, like we've mentioned before, he has that kind of capable stuff to be a solid two, maybe a low-end number one. But his whole thing is consistently putting out there every single game. But mm-hmm. when he's on, he's really good. But if he can be if he can be consistently a number, a number two or even a really good number three, I think that best suits him, you know, going forward. But he definitely has the stuff. But 
these days like this where six innings pitch, you know, four earned runs, I, I think are kind of what he is, eight strikeouts. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like I said, if he, can, if he can continue to be a solid number two, number three guy, I think he'll really benefit in a lineup or a rotation with, like, knock on wood, I like a Garrett Cole in the front part of it. Ah, oh, God. That would be great. So the Angels jump ahead quick on this. You're not going to need any blue chew when you think no. that. Uh, Angels jump ahead quick on an Otani two-run double, and then the Sox would answer back and tie things up in their half of the first inning. And the third, Otani, man, he had himself a game. He gives the Angels a 5-2 to two lead with a uh, three-run shot. Next batter. That is launched out to deep left field. A no doubt about it. Big fly, Otani side. Uh just like a moonshotty home run. They got over that left field wall, a little oppo taco there for Otani. They would eventually take a 7-2 lead with a base loaded walk and then a, a wild pitch. The White Sox would make it interesting, plucking away. Kevin Smith would hit a home run, a solo shot in the seventh, and that one proved to be pretty big because that gave the Angels an 8-4 lead. And in the bottom of the seventh, as I was watching this game with my family, uh, there was, I think, an error by somebody in that inning. It was, it was Smith. It was a throwing yeah. error. Yeah, and I said – great that's an extra it, it, out yeah it's just kind of you're yeah. kind of the mentality yes. now where it's like oh here's where it all goes bad and like you can see yeah. the point point. and this is what i said i said that gives them an opportunity to bring up jose abreu up and he's gonna hit a home run watch and it happened and, and don was there here he's like oh my god and just like, oh my god you called it i'm like well and i was kind of nervous but you know what that's as close as the white sides would get they would get to within run, run one run the undertaker would come in to get the save Now he'd be saying we're nasty. So the Angels win that one eight to seven. So taking two out of three, that's what you need to do against a team like the White Sox. Um just just you know, get 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 your W's in. Obviously, like a W isn't gonna do anything for the Angels record or you know, it's not gonna do anything for their chances, but right. you, you you play to win and that's well between so that and then, you know, um Otani going three for five with five RBIs on that yeah, Saturday game, game. You like seeing stuff like that. Obviously, with the news coming out today of Latani, we'll get to that a little bit later. But he was kind of, you know, his power numbers haven't been there all year, but he had been consistently um, putting the ball in play, getting, getting on, on base, base yeah, um, knocking guys in, which is, you know, obviously in the name of the game. Yeah, he he's he was batting something like I think his batting average is always around two ninety. Yeah, is I perfect. think last time I I saw it, it was like at two eighty eight, which right. is exactly what right. you 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 need. Yeah. Like like the 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 time of the guy that's batting like three twelve and you know three twenty is. I mean, there's guys out there that can do it, but as far as kind of expecting people to do it, yeah. I think th- that's like kind of long gone. Yeah, so good game for the Angels on that one. They look to take the series sweep against the White Sox on Sunday. Fortunately, they came out on the short end of the stick on this one. They lost 5-1. to one. This is a starter game. Noe Ramirez went two, two and a third. He gave two hits, one and run, one walk. Berea went four and a third. He gave four hits, two and runs, a walk, two Ks. The Angels... um only got one run on five hit, five hits. The White Sox. The funny, the crazy thing about this game was the White Sox scored single runs in the first, third, sixth, and seventh. That was it. Five to one was the final. Right. Yeah. Not a whole lot of no. consistent um, offense. But the, I mean, and again, a good thing for this one, Michael Hermosillo, an outfielder that you know was ideally going to compete for that fourth uh, outfielder spot with Goodwin in the spring training. Ended up getting, I, I believe, a hernia, so obviously he needed surgery <clears> and, a, and a long, kind of a long road back. And seeing him back. With the Angels, he was up for a little bit, I think, in the summer. But yeah, now that he's brief. back, yeah. Mm-hmm. But now that he's up with the Angels, with the expanded roster, he's able to get two hits his game. And another guy that, again, you know, obviously we'll talk about it more when we hit the off season. But if Cole option, which a lot of people now are thinking that they're not going to pick up, which makes sense, if he's not, if he's not going to be picked up, then now you're left with kind of Goodwin playing and Hermosillo now stepping into that fourth outfielder spot until Joe's ready, um, because a lot of you know a lot of people out there are saying Joe might. Um, break camp with AAA, and then eventually, I mean, you you will see Joe Adele in next year for sure. Now the question is just when. when. But um, if Hermosillo can continue to kind of um, produce, because um, Goodwin's, you know, I think he's earned that spot. Oh, easy. Man, he's, he's doing a hell of a job. Yeah, so if Hermosillo can keep on producing and get that fourth spot, and maybe them not having to rush Joe right away um, can take their time because they have a good fourth outfielder uh you know that is going to benefit the angels overall but um good to see him out there and get a couple hits in this game absolutely it's always good to see a guy come up guy that you know guy that you've heard of guy that you kind of don't have i mean you have expectations for come in and, and do good it's always a good thing uh so they lost on on sunday moving into monday again um back home here in anaheim 
This is a game where, again, Patrick Sandoval only goes three and a third, gives up five hits, three and runs, two walks, four Ks. Definitely something that we talked about last week with him. Um, pitch count and whatnot. Cleveland would score one in the first and then two in the second and and three more in the sixth, and that would pretty much be it as the Angels. I mean, they lost this one 62. There was, I mean, there was not much to talk about. Yeah, I mean, the one again, some of the little things you start looking at at this point in the season – Albert hits another home run this year. Um, right. This year in the second, that's 655 of the season of the season for him, which is great. And then on the total opposite scale side of the scale, he had Jared Walsh in his first career yeah. home run, which was cool yeah. to see. But yeah, uh, he has quite a bit to catch up to Albert. Yeah. <laughs> but it was cool to see the guy that had been absolutely raking in Triple A finally get his first major yeah. league home run. And, and he looks like a guy that should be right. home runs, exactly. which is great. Which is great and, to see. And when it comes to the whole um, letting the young guys play kind of deal, when he's getting up there and being only you know hit for power, because that's I mean obviously that's going to be his key to the majors. Is, right, is his power numbers. You know they're not going to be looking for him <clears> for a big average and on base guy. They're going to be looking for that that slug and on base yeah. slugging kind of stuff. So maybe the first one's always the hardest, and maybe he can start producing a little bit more at the end of this year and then obviously in the spring training and, and maybe in work for a spot yeah. uh, when camp breaks next year. Absolutely. So they lost that one six two heading into Tuesday's game. That was uh this one this one was a tough one. Angels get blanked eight to zero. Uh Suarez went three innings, four hits, six and runs, two walks. All Cleveland as you know, the Angels got blanked on this one. Um four hits. Um, yeah, not great. I mean, and out of those four hits, Fletcher got two of them. Yeah. So, obviously, he's the kind of guy you look for to set the table. Like when we were talking earlier about a bloop and a blast, he's going to be that guy that bloops or a hard um, double maybe through the gap. But right, finding you, you, holes. Yeah, but you're going to need the people behind him to knock him in because um, he has shown a little bit of power now and then, but it's yeah. definitely – Definitely not a guy that you think, okay, here we go. He can hit one out. When he right. hits one out, it's like boom. But um, the way he's been actually getting on base and killing the ball, um, you know, in the gaps and just kind of finding, like you said, kind of finding that spot, that's an awesome way for him to, again, continue to develop and continue to um, make a case. Not because all these guys are doing that, making a case for next year and that they this year wasn't a fluke by, you know, uh, right. Fletcher or Renhifo stand. Goodwin. He, Goodwin. Like yeah. these guys are here to stay. So um, it's good to see him constantly get hit. And he actually had a really good Cleveland series. I think he had uh, six hits over three games, if I remember correctly. Something around there. The one thing I like about Fletcher is that you're always going to ha- get some kind of contact from him. And that's what you're talking right. about. The blue. Yeah. Like, yeah, right. worst and, case, and, he gets a blue. And then maybe, because again, like he's normally that leadoff guy. Right. Um, so it's kind of hard to hit, play hit and run with him because normally, um, depending on who's up, Normally that nine that nine hitter has been the catcher. So we're talking about Smith, Stassi, someone that's right. You know, not exactly fleet of foot. Right. But you know, it could work if they start working that a little bit more as far as more of a hit and run and trying to get Stassi and and those guys first get them going, yeah, easy, more easily than than normal. But you just hope because you know that. But if he misses, they're they're toast. They're not even yeah. going to be uh, close. Uh, so then, you know, the Angels looked to salvage a series on Wednesday, which was yesterday. They were recording today on Thursday. Um, Peters went five innings, five hits, four in runs, uh, three walks, one strikeout. Cleveland scored all three runs in the first two innings, and, or, or all four runs in the first, was it? Yeah, all four runs in the first two innings. And that would be it. All they all they needed is the Angels. Just, they would chip away, come up just a run short, losing this one four to three. It was just, I mean, it was a close game, it was obviously. Good. But yeah, obviously the, the home run by Otani in the fifth. Right. And I and I, if I remember correctly, they said this. This is the that was the first home run he had to right field, wow. which, which for I, a left, which for a lefty is super rare. Everything, and you even mentioned it earlier when we talked about the game um, from Saturday. He went oppo, but all of his home runs so far have been opposite opposite field. I, and, and and correct me if I'm wrong. I think last year he only had one opposite field. Home something run. I think like that, that was yeah. the last home run he hit it's, of the season. It's kind of, yeah, it's, and it's kind of crazy kind that of someone with that kind of power doesn't pull more to you know kind of emphasize that power but i like yeah. the way he i like the way he lets the ball get deep and most of his home runs like you're right he goes either up or right up the middle straight right away, center, center yeah. yeah um cole hit a hit a home run the eighth which was kind of cool if you saw that because uh, the pitch right before he hit the home run to center he yanked it right down the line and it ju- i mean it just missed nicking that foul pole and then the very yeah. next pitch able to get it and uh go to center field so Again, Fletcher with two hits in that in that other RBI, but um, they made it interesting. But like you said, they fall um, four to three in, in the finale against Cleveland, and 
you know, like I said, the schedule doesn't get any easier after this because uh, I believe tomorrow the Rays, Tampa Bay Rays, come to town. Yeah. And, and they're competing for a wild card spot with Cleveland right now, too. So they have definitely have something to play for. Yeah. So rough week. Two wins in, in our from podcast to podcast. We like to we always like to kind of talk more about the W's, but unfortunately that's just not happening. News. Uh I think, you know, there's a couple big news, obviously one that came out today, but I think first let's get into the whole Mike Trout missing a few games with the toe injury. I was I was kinda joking yeah. with some of my friends at work because um I know all about the big toe. I'm a Lakers fan and if you guys remember well, Shaq would always miss the first like two months of the season because of his big toe, and it was just a joke. But um, how yeah, but, but he's also is? like four hundred pounds, right? So. Right. But uh, how serious <laughs> do you really think this is, and are should people get off the the ledge? Yeah, I mean, he exited the game on Friday, I believe, and because of it, and Saturday was kind of a funny game too because I don't know if you saw it. So he he didn't he didn't play. But he did come in to pitch hit. Yeah, he gets a walk. In, he gets intentionally walked, so right. it wasn't even like he had opportunity. It's like, oh, Trout comes up, intentionally walk him, and then he gets pitch ran for. So technically, he, I don't even know if that counts as an appearance. I, I mean, I guess because uh, no, no, it's not. I mean, a, I don't know the count as in a bat, but I mean, does he get credit for even coming into the game? Well, yeah, because you wouldn't be able to bring him back right? into okay. the game. So yeah, well, I mean, like, yeah, that's true. Okay. So I guess, it but would yeah, count so that, way. that was pretty crazy. But I felt kind of, like, I don't know how Saturday when he got the pitch hit. I'm like, okay, well, obviously he's not. Too bad because they, why else would you be pitching right. from you? Like right. obviously you want to get a day off, um, and then it comes out a little bit later in the weekend um, that he had a procedure done on the on the big toe and, and kind of release some of the pressure. Right. As we record now Thursday, he still hasn't played since last week. Um, he did say today though or yesterday that he hopeful to play this weekend, and the Angels Is- did say he they do plan him playing sometime this homestand which three games left in the homestand right you i mean on friday saturday sunday one of those days he probably should be out there playing has has have they said it is it turf toe or i haven't seen the word quote-unquote turf toe um, he had a procedure i'm i'm assuming maybe an ingrown toenail because if he had a procedure done to remove you know the toenail or the pressure because i've had ingrown toenails before right and what they do is they re- they release some of the like the pressure the infection Right. It could be, and that's hard oh, to play and, with, and, and then really. That, and then, no, and you're right. And that, too, what I'm thinking is could be just um, – and, again, they're out of it, so it's not yeah, no, super no. crazy. Like, they need him back. Granted, maybe, you know, something I would want to know, if, if they were in it, if they were, like, two games out, would he be playing right now? Oh, I, no, I think so. Right. Yeah, so I think so. Um, no yeah. need to put him out there, though. Yeah. So I, I, I think it's something minor, and I think they're just really being cautious with it and – and and not worry about it. So I mean, I wouldn't be too, I wouldn't be too worried about it. But yeah, I, I mean, I haven't seen any, the words turf toe to explain it. Okay. So I don't know. I if, haven't either. That's why I'm asking right. That. So yeah, I don't think it's anything like that. I think it's just might be an ingrown toenail. But they didn't really say anything as far as what it could be. So okay. Um, but yeah, I would definitely just I wouldn't so much worry about it. I mean, by the time you guys are listening to this, it, the 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 lineup for the Friday game could be out and he could technically be in it. So it could be all for not. But I th- honestly think it's one of those things where if they were not eliminated tech, um, mathematically, which happened this week, um, you know, and he was they were in within you know a couple of games. I think he would be out there, um, still competing and still still in the game and just kind of dealing with it. Um, but again, like I said, I, I haven't seen anything with the word "quote unquote" turf toe, so I don't think it's anything like that. Okay, cool. Right on. So let's jump into the well, more news. Yeah. So another news: um, Cam Bajorjan was shut down um, with right arm with a right arm strain, forearm strain. He was on the on the IL for a while, and they kind of their mindset now was, you know, let's shut him down for the rest of the year because by the time he's fine and he starts kind of ramping up and doing more more bullpens and and by the time he gets back you're talking about maybe a week week and a half worth of work um for a guy like cam is it really worth it is it um should he be out there doing that i, I mean that's for the angels to decide and they decided no so shut him down nothing serious no surgery so he's done for the year so he adds he joins the list of um griffin canning who was also shut down for the year and then the new news this Today, as we record this afternoon, um, Otani ended up needing a uh, procedure done on his uh, kneecap, his patella. I don't even know how to say it. I'm not even going to try. I'm not a doctor. Right. But pretty much it's your kneecap. If you touch your knee, it's one solid bone. 
and this is strictly genetics. This is strictly kind of born with it. He has two bones in his knee. And when you ever you get like two bone, like a bone on bone kind of deal, you're going to have um, discomfort. You're going to have a little soreness and, and swelling and inflammation and stuff like that. So what the Angels decided to do is shut him down again, mathematically eliminated. There's absolutely no reason for him to um, keep playing. Had a surgery. Out for a little while. But the good news is um, – a, this shouldn't be a recurring kind of injury. Once it's cleaned up and done, they're, it's done. Um, two is that it shouldn't affect his uh, rehab Tommy John-wise. Um, I believe Epler said that the ideal situation would be for him to um, come back and, um, you know, I think they said like four weeks or uh, four to six weeks where he can continue his um, – Tommy John rehabilitation and still be on the mound for um, spring training, um, seeing him in spring training throwing balls. Um, and that's kind of how this kind of, that's kind of how this all got the found out because honestly, it's one of those things where a lot of people that have this don't know they have it until they take an x-ray. He was feeling discomfort in a bullpen session. They wanted to figure out why took an x-ray found out why. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wow, look at that. There's two, um, you know, and, and they're both sides, Otani and the Angels were kind of both, you know what, we got to take care of it now because if they keep kind of pushing it, the discomfort that, you know, could yeah. alter his mechanics. Right. And then later down the line, now you're dealing with a whole different type of shoulder, elbow again kind of issue because now your mechanics are all flawed. Um, so they figured it'd be best just to get the surgery, get it out of the way, um, you know, and, and let the rehabilitation um, kind of 8 to 12 weeks is the – general timetable for full recovery but i'm guessing that means like running wise like running the bases and stuff like that because a little bit later they're talking about his uh tommy john surgery um, rehab starting you know maybe like three to four weeks so you know it's 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 not bad news i don't think because it's not like a well he was born this way or not he was you know they played him too much or anything like that. I think it was a, hey, this is a super random, super rare kind of deal. And so um, he should be back for the 2020 season, and he should be ready to do both in 2020 pitch and um, obviously hit. So we'll we'll see what happens, and, and hopefully um, he comes back full, full strength when spring training happens in February. Yeah, better now than later. Like it's we're, we're not in contention for anything. Do the surgery, you know have him ready by like December or whatever. I don't care. Whatever. I, I put in a comment somewhere on social media. I was like, take all the way up until March. If you have to F it, like, you know what I mean? Like bottom line is he'll be ready for spring training. And that's what really, that's what's really important here. The games that are happening right now, it doesn't matter. It's just, it really doesn't matter. Well, no, It's cool though too, because well, not cool, but you look on the bright side. Okay. So now again, I'm not sure that they haven't said what they're going to do, but I'm, my guess would be now you move, pool holes to that dh spot right. permanently for the rest of the year i don't see why he needs to play first base right then you can kind of start rotating guys through first base you can start rotating board you can start rotating walsh they can start getting more at bats that way um thice too can play first base so now you can start rotating those guys through and and really honestly get a good idea about these guys that possibly can come up and play first base next year um you know are you going to want to offer uh bore a contract or was his deal you know obviously his deals one year but they can still offer him arbitration at the end of the year uh tender him a contract but you know are they going to want to that's the question so um these other guys are now gonna be able to get more at bats more um looks now that i'm guessing again albert is going to play dh yeah yeah i I mean you always gotta look at the bright side and you get these young guys there you know get them started early get them see what they can do in you know at the major league level and and under the bright lights and and you know hope to progress and mature at the major league level and that's all that's all you can ask for at this point all right so um, well, one more one more good news uh, yeah one more thing that you know was good news that came out um andrew haney was the recipient of the andrew clemente um the nominee i should say for the angels for the robert clemente award um about you know and if people that don't know um each team nominates a player but it's not so much on the field it's all the stuff you do off the field the um you know charity events the um fundraising for local you know your community kind of stuff so andrew heaney was the nominee for the angels this year um 
he had talked about it in the past saying how cool this would have been for him to be nominated. So now that he is, um, hopefully, you know, he gets recognized and he's able to uh, pull it home and, and bring it home. And, you know, everything with the whole, with the Skaggs passing and how that really hit him really hard. And, and um, hopefully it's a little bit of good news for the season that's been really tough on a guy. Yeah, for sure. And uh, recognition is good, especially when uh, doing charitable work and helping the community. That's that's awesome. It's not what you, always what you do on the field; it's what you can do off the field and impact people's lives. So, um, pretty 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 awesome for uh, Andrew Heaney. All right, so that's gonna wrap it up for our week slash news segment of the show. We're gonna take a commercial break, but before we do, we want to bring in uh, our new sponsor. It's a new season. Antonio Brown is on the. Patriots hey, for now. I yeah. mean, yeah, he's in a whole different situation. Jesus guy, uh, Le'Veon Bell's with the Jets. Odell Beckham is in Cleveland. They didn't get the win this last week. Uh, you know, a lot of Cleveland fans were looking for for a W there. The one thing that hasn't changed is where I'm putting my money down on all the games, and that's my bookie. Is the place to bet on football every weekend. My bookie has better bonuses, more prop bets than any other sports book. Period. This year, they're hosting the first online handicapping super contest. First place is guaranteed $100,000 and only costs 100 to enter. All you got to do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash prize pool. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that has been good to me. That's why my bookie is always the right play. You bet, you win, they pay. MyBookie has live in-game betting on every NFL game. They've got the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the under over on how many fantasy points the player will score each game. Uh, join now to get up to $200 in free bets. Use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's MyBookie. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code CHAIR when creating your account to claim the bonus. Bet, win, get paid. Hey, what's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And we are back. Thank you again to our sponsors, Blue Chew, My Bookie, Epic Radio, and Groom Goon. Without them, a lot of this wouldn't be possible. So thank you guys for for supporting supporting the show. Um, we're going to go into questions and and emails here. Uh, unfortunately. Um, we're missing a part of our segment. Well, we we're not really missing it, are we? It's yeah. I kind of figured that is now more of a um, cherry on top, right? Or more of a benefit, not necessarily a given. Yeah. So you know, wherever he is, we're thinking of him. Um, <laughs> speaking of wherever he is, this email comes from Duncan Healy. Duncan Healy emailed us at allangelspodcast at gmail dot com. You guys want your questions answered? We 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 will answer your questions on the email for sure. And again, if you guys on Instagram. Halo underscore Haven and on Twitter as well. We're actually on Instagram live right now. So if you're listening to the podcast on the download, we're actually online with the people on Instagram live as well. So we have some questions on there. But this one comes from Duncan Healy. Again, email us at allangelspodcast at gmail.com. He says, I'm just going to reemphasize this. Dot, 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 dot. We stink. Dot, dot, dot. Where's Chris San Diego? Same place he is every Thursday. I think it seems at this point. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean the last couple like month month and a half has been really rough. Um, I don't see it getting a whole lot better just because like we we mentioned earlier the schedule is absolutely insane. The schedule is going to be brutal coming from this, from this point um, from this point on. But um, definitely something um, you know 
you kind of have to just hang on and, and hope for the best at this point. But this team that we see now is definitely not the team that you'll see in 2020. And I think as a fan, that's uh, a good thing. All right, so we're going to go to a question from Instagram Live. We asked people to send us in their questions. This one comes from, I'm going to say, Neil. I'm glad you're reading it, not me. Niall, Niall Wine, 808. N-I-E-L-E-W-H-I-N-E, 808. And this is funny. Uh, Can Upton be traded or released? Uh, I mean, obviously he can get traded or released. Um, Anyone can be traded. Yeah, but no, it's not going to happen. Yeah, and just kind of get the context of what what's left. Okay, so right now he's um, obviously with the Angels, but he hasn't signed until 2022. Um, so he has him for another three years after this one. He's only 31 right now. So, again, he's not like he's 35 or like an Albert where um, he's damn near 40. Um, you know, th- th- what sucked with him this year is the fact that he – got hurt in spring training, so he didn't really have a full spring training. And then he got hurt that first game at Angel Stadium kind of get, leading up to this uh, this season. And so, again, that, again, missed a chunk, a chunk of his of his, uh, of his time. But, you know, if, if you look at his numbers as far as what he has done and take that kind of into consideration as far as um, what he's been able to do, it, they're not terrible. I mean, again, for missing a lot of time, he already has 12 home runs and uh, 40 RBIs, only playing 63 games this year. Um, and again, remember, like those first, I would say those first 30 or so are kind of trying to get back into the flow of things, trying to get no back. Doubt. Yeah, first trying to get 150, 200 at bats. Yeah, exactly. Or, so yeah. you just hope that um, next year he can kind of have a full and healthy spring training and, and produce the. 25 30 home runs that he people i think he can still do that now his average i get it people's average his average is horrible um but we talked about this earlier in the podcast averages aren't isn't necessarily what it used to be 15 years ago i mean you can live with a guy giving you 30 home runs and still batting 250 which i think realistically is probably what he's going to be well and you got to realize that upton i think even with the numbers that he has now if you average that out to 162 that's probably getting him close to 30 home runs and like somewhere between 75 to 85 RBIs. And like you mentioned, the batting average, I don't expect him to bat 300. If you can give me 260, I'm okay with it. You know? Right. But that that yeah. takes him playing a whole yeah. season you're, of baseball. You're going to use him more for, again, obviously, like you said, you're going to use him for the power numbers. If he produces those power numbers, then you're fine. You're good. You don't have to worry about it as much. Um, as far as his average, he's not going to get his average up anymore. I mean, I think that those days are long and gone. What hurts him, and when he re-signed the, the extension, I was happy. I was like, all right, cool, they got him. But when then they – turned around and obviously you're going to do it regardless you signed Otani so now you're the DH spot I always figured him and Albert in those later years would be splitting DH responsibilities Yeah. now that Otani's pretty much splitting responsibilities with, with uh, Pujols um, you know there's not really a, a space for him there he's going to have to play the field and, and, and that's where he loses some of his value also it's not as easy just to trade a guy and release a guy guys like you can't yeah just, I you think gotta, honestly you're just going to have to kind of eat it you, and hopefully he gets those power numbers you up you got to have someone that's going to want to take the contract for one someone that's going to have to pay some, at least most of it and, and then if you release him you have to pay the contract so it, there's no point um, we're going to take one from actual one live uh, live viewer oops sorry uh, it's from Matthew Go- Gaona. Gaona. He says, and we talked about this already. So Matthew, um, with Otani out, with this impact, is Tommy John rehab? Not really. Chris or Daniel had mentioned how it's, it's really not going to affect it. Yeah, they still kind of have them um, on schedule to still continue the re- uh, the Tommy John rehab, throwing off a mound. I mean, he the good news is he already kind of started taking those steps and throwing yeah, off a mound yeah. and, and kind of started progressing. Um, so he's not. <laughs> You know, he has that, and obviously his elbow is um, fine. So that's that's the biggest thing. And, again, this whole surgery, is too, is, is, is to kind of also help the elbow. Um, if they didn't and then his mechanics kind of got all weird because of his knee problem, then that's only going to put more stress on that elbow that just got, mm-hmm. you know, repaired. So I, everything that I'm reading from, whether it's, like, you know, Jeff Fletcher, whether it's, um, you know, Maria Torres, whether it's Rhett Bollinger, everything seems to be pointing towards – um, normal. Like he's still going to pitch in spring training. He's still going to have like an opening day idea that he's going to be uh, in the rotation at some point, whether it's the number one guy or whether it's the two or three that obviously can be figured out later. But Tommy John surgery, Tommy John rehab, I don't think 
is going to be set back, you know, maybe a little bit, but not significantly enough to where you're you're worried as a fan. No doubt. This one, uh, we're going back to our emails. Gun from Jason Greenbaum. He said, so I know how bad we are, but it didn't really hit me until I saw our records online today. 67 and 80. Wow. That's really bad. Uh, can't wait for 2020. Pretty much. I mean, I'm, I'm... Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what we said, too, is, is this team has struggled, has gone through a ton has dealt with I don't you know with a, a ton of stuff, but um, I, I I just think honestly you know this team isn't going to be the same team you see in 2020. Obviously, there's going to be a ton of roster moves. Obviously, there's going to be hopefully some good additions. Um, you know, as a fan, you just kind of have to deal with it and, and keep on moving. And you know, you got three weeks left and try to enjoy what what you have. Absolutely. Okay. Another question that was sent to us on our Instagram. From Ryan Baltazar. What's up, Ryan? He's always on here and sending us some good questions. It's actually pretty good. I like this one. If it's the Dodgers versus the Yankees or Houston in the World Series, who are you rooting for and why? I'll answer this one first, Daniel. Um, I'm cheering on the Yankees. Uh, the Yankees are my dad's favorite team. I always kind of like the Yankees. The Yankees are not our rival for as much as people want to have the Yankees. be. The, the Yankees are everyone's rival technically, but they're no real rival to the Angels. The Angels have kind of handled them in the playoffs in their history. And, and even even head-to-head during regular season, the Angels always kind of had the Yankees numbers when they were really good back in the days. But I'm kind of like a Yankee fan. If it wasn't for the Yankees, this is the weird part. If it wasn't for the Yankees, I wouldn't be an Angels fan because, like I said, my dad is a Yankees fan. His favorite player was Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson came over in 82. I was one year old. Uh, my mom was already an Angels fan, but that kind of solidified me being an Angels fan. So I'm going for the Yankees. I really want the Yankees to win the World Series. What about you? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm, not, Houston. I'm oh. not really caught up on one team or another. Yeah, it's good I, to watch, I, I, huh? I, yeah, at that point late in the year, I'm more worried about let these games be good. Let these games come down to the ninth. Let these games come down to um, some great pitching and, and you know or something like that. So. Um, I'm not too worried about Houston or New York, but if I had to pick one, I would really, you know, uh, I don't know. I'm not rooting for the Dodgers. I guess I would have Houston just – I can respect how good they are. I can respect – They're fucking loaded. You know, a good team without a doubt. So, um, yeah, I would definitely – I would say Houston, but, you know. To answer Garrett – or to answer Art Castro's question and to kind of answer Ryan's question at the same time – Let's go for the Yankees so that Garrett Cole doesn't have an incentive to go back after winning a oh, World Championship. Yeah, like I don't think that. I'm no. more I'm more I'm more lest the Yankees get to the World Series so you don't have to worry about putting another, you know, um thirty innings on a guy's arm or something like that. Cause you know, as between Verlander and, and, and Cole, um, if one guy starts like game seven, you know that probably that other guy's gonna come out of the bullpen if need be and 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 give some good even, innings. Even more for the Yankees to win so that the Astros are out of it and Garrett. Well, that's what I'm saying. You're yeah, not putting yeah, yeah. the extra stress on the guy's right. arm. So let's um, go Yankees. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Let's go. Yankees. But yeah, kind of also will Garrett Cole be a halo in 2020? I, if I was betting, if I was a betting man, I would say yes. I think the only thing that wow. kind of that kind of holds him back is if Artie's not willing to match. And, the but, offer. but I think he will because he has said well, no, no, I will no, spend the money. Well, that's what I'm saying though. If if I mean he's not going to do it for free. No, no, no. So that's what I'm saying. If Artie, if he says, "Hey, I need, I want this much money," and Artie says, "Okay, fine, here," then yes. If there's two offers exactly the same between him and like Oops. maybe a, um, um, you know, a, another, uh, another team, I think he goes with the Angels. Easy. Oh no, no, yeah. But you have to be able to, yeah. Um, Definitely, you know, uh, be able to match it because he's not going to give a discount. He wants to come to Angels, yes, but he's not going to be able to. He's not going to come and, and make. He's a, not, he's not going to do the, for Jer- the Jared Weaver contract, right? Couple, exactly. Yeah. I don't think he's going to do that. Um, but if they do match his, an offer with someone, then yeah, I definitely see him being an, an Angel next year. Uh, to answer another question from Art, Art Castro, and we've answered this before. Will Coca Hoon be back in twenty twenty? It's looking more and more like no. Brian Goodwin is no, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. That's I just, thirteen million dollars more you can give to Garrett Cole. Right. Well, that season. Yeah, anyway. that season. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's only a one year, a one million dollar buyout for the Cole uh, Calhoun contract, so you'll give twelve that up. million. Then. So yeah, I, I just it's just hard to sign a guy for one year when you have like kind of mentioned earlier, like you have uh, Joe Adele waiting in the wings and and a Brian Goodwin that can fill in right and, and like I said, Joe's going to be with the team in twenty twenty. That's a, that's not a question. It's just honestly going to be when and and I think Brian Goodwin has done 
a, a, a good enough job, a, a really good job, and showing that he can be that guy that kind of is that bridge, kind of that gap until you know Joe comes, or even and even too when Joe comes in, he's a rookie. Rookies struggle, struggle a bit, so. You know, if he does struggle, now they can platoon the two. Like, yeah. hey, man, you're struggling. You're pressing a little bit. Okay, we'll give you the next couple of days off. Try to work on it and try to, you know, relax a little bit. You know, you know, you you're, you're who you are. Mm-hmm. So if and if Joe goes through that, then you have a good guy that can come up right behind him and 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 take some games and let Joe kind of, you know, do the rookie thing. Absolutely, and I'll take anything from Brian Goodwin. I'll take half of what he's doing this year because what he's doing this year is totally was not expected. Um, you know, it's another it's another really good signing um, by by Epler. I mean, this guy was put on waivers by the Royals during spring training. We picked him up, and I think he literally got brought in what like two like, or three weeks before the season started. Probably later than that because right. I remember I don't remember him playing any spring training games other than the games that they played at uh, Dodgers. Stadium. Right, so it might have been that last week. Yeah, yeah it might have been that last yeah. week, and, and the fact that he's able to produce like that, yeah, um, is really good. So remember that. Peter Borges won the job out of spring training, who's had a hell of a right. spring. He had a great spring. And oh, wow. just did nothing in the first month of the season. When Brian, and then when they slotted Brian Goodwin in there. He performed. He did what he had to he do. Performed and as- luckily, almost luckily for him, the good thing for Goodwin was that Upton got hurt. Because, right. Because right. The, whole yeah. reason, the whole reason that um, Borges was going to even have a shot was because Hermosillo got hurt. Right. And then here comes uh Upton, who literally at the Dodger Angels game got hurt on that game and missed like two, three months of the season that gave Goodwin the opportunity to shine, and he did. He performed. Yeah, it's about when you when you get opportunities of what you do with them, and Goodwin definitely got those opportunities early and, and, and ran with it and showed that, hey, Borges, boom, was gone after, what, two, three months? Probably, um, yeah, maybe maybe a month and a half. Yeah, so – and he just kept on producing, producing. And I think, honestly, he, he's going to be the guy next year in, in right field. Um, again, until Joe gets there. And even then, I can see a platoon situation yeah. at least happening at the beginning. Remember, until, Joe's like 20. So, yeah, he's not even yeah. 21 yet. So, yeah. again, it, it's going to show a little bit, I believe, early in, in his development, especially in the major league level. Just trying to get his feet wet and trying to get these guys used to major league pitching. But um, Brian Goodwin, I think, has is, is definitely done enough to solidify his – his spot on the twenty-five man roster, and and I think he, the Angels would 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 be good to sign him to it like a two-year deal because even even if he he's the fourth guy the following year, you know, I mean, he's backing up Joe in the next two years. You know, he's a good guy to have. What I like about Brian Goodwin is there's no everything's so smooth with him. It looks like he's not he's not uh, uh, he's so fluid. He's so like silky smooth with everything and. It's simple. It almost seems like every home run he hits is simple to him, and that's a good thing to see. Yeah, I mean, you know, contact well, guy. The Angels have him under control till twenty twenty three, so they don't even have to offer him a contract. At the end of twenty twenty, he'll be eligible for arbitration, or in twenty twenty, he'll be able um, eligible for arbitration. Well, he'll, so he'll definitely earn a raise. For he'll sure. definitely earn a raise. I mean, this guy's only making under six hundred thousand, six hundred thousand right now. So obviously, he's definitely going to get a raise. Definitely going to earn it, but. A guy like kind of what you mentioned, you can keep him under control until 2023, and he can be a solid fourth, you know. Or And he's 28 or, or, years old. Or, you know, obviously you're going to have Joe come up next year, and then maybe at the end of next year you're going to have a Brandon Marsh um, yeah. fighting for some time yeah. too. So um, Angels have guys that they can move up into the into the 25-man, uh, 40-man within the next couple of years. It's going to make it really, really interesting as fans to see, um, you know, maybe Brian has a great – year this year and then maybe he starts on fire next year and then maybe they, they flip him for something in next year's trade deadline because again because the fact that he has control and and now when you go to these trade deadlines the more likely these guys are moving are the guys that have more than just a half a year or a year of control left is the guys that have three or four years left which would be brian and so again if he starts off on fire next year also he can be a very good trade chip even if it's just for the kind of a flyer even if it's just for a um you know, a, a, a long shot prospect that may or may not um, pan out, but you just never know. So again, Brian having a great year and, and definitely a bright spot for the Angels uh, this year. And with Goodwin too, like you got to remember, he missed a, a couple weeks in the season as well with that. Uh, I think it was like the hand issue. I think he got hit in the hand. He missed like two or three weeks. Can you imagine? Uh, he would have been healthy. Um, take another question here from uh, Instagram Live. 
The only thing is our pitching. You think we'll make moves this offseason? Obviously. I mean, that has to be number one priority, and I think it is the number one priority. I think that's number one, who number they, two, and number three. Who they, priority. Yeah. Who they get is still up in the air. Like we mentioned, definitely Garrett Cole is the number one priority. Yeah. They're going after him, number and one. And then from maybe there. Maybe somebody else. Yeah. Ideally, ideally. Angels want to get Cole and get a kind of a second tier guy, whether that's a Zach Wheeler, yeah, whether Wheeler it's a, type guy, uh, guy that can get you innings as a better right. Guy. So, so obviously, if you get Cole, he slots into that number one really easily. Um, then you get maybe a number another guy that can fit in that number yeah. two, number three slot because like you, a Wade Miley type, right? Guy. Exactly. Yeah. Even though he's really struggled since he's no, been yeah, traded, but but, but, but the, something like that, that something, type guy something, something around there, guy. yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so we'll see how that goes. But yeah, definitely, I think. Above anything else, I mean, people have talked about catcher. But no, I, don't, I, I don't, don't think that's a main – that's not an issue right now. I like now. Kevin Smith, even though he doesn't give you uh, anything at the plate. Right, but right, what do you right. expect from him? Well, well none of the Stasi, but, but, yeah. the, but the, the, the ideal catcher now isn't necessarily a offensive yeah. catcher. Someone who can catch. Yeah. Uh, uh, these pitchers now, and you kind of saw it with the Syndergaard issue that happened earlier this week where he kind of has his own catcher. But mm-hmm. he didn't. But for whatever reason, they gave him another the offensive catcher and and um, uh, Ramos. Yeah, Wilson Ramos. Yeah, and he was you know kind of upset because Wilson Ramos isn't great at framing, isn't great at receiving, isn't great at that kind of stuff. So now a lot of pitchers want to see these guys that are good at can help them out and get strikes. Maybe it was a you know a couple inches off the plate. Now they can bring it back in and get that called strike. So a lot of pitchers want to see that. Um, so again, pitchers. Pitching is probably one, two, and three on the list yeah. this offseason. Um, but don't be surprised either, especially later in the free agency, where maybe they go out and, f- and have a flyer of a, a La Stella type or something like that. You know, right. Maybe they take right. a flyer out on a catcher. Maybe they right. take out a flyer you, on, like, you never on know. a first never baseman know. Yeah. To, to help with, with pool holes. Right. Um, you know, kind of what they did with Bohr. Again, if Bohr's not the answer, they can release him at the, or not oh, release yeah, him, just, but just non-tender him a deal, yeah. and he's gone. And maybe you try another first baseman that you know it's it's kind of a shot. Or, or you or you flip a Taylor Taylor Ward or or uh, you almost Matt Blake Dice. again, didn't you? Almost, yeah, I, I, I could tell. I, um, I saw the boob. But, yeah. yeah, Matt Dice or somebody like that that you can flip now. I think you and I were in the same boat, and I think we were in agreement with Taylor Blake Ward, who mentioned this after we had kind of mentioned it. That, I think the Angels missed the boat on Taylor Ward flipping him about two years ago. When Before he was last year, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so you never know. Maybe the Angels will flip a guy like a Thais or, or a Ward now, and then they pick up somebody, you know, like you said, a stellar type guy. Right. Uh, cooking up sports with gauge bowls, whatever. Opinion on our farm system. It's gotten a whole hell of a lot better. It's gotten a lot, a lot of- better. It's, people, so- people have said, and I've seen it online, I've seen it with a, a, a certain – Twitter account. I'm not going to mention their name because I think they're just awful. Um, troll, troll, trolls. Or oh, dude, it's it's okay. beyond that. Um, farm system is good. It has progressed. I mean, if you look at the farm oh, system, whole hell of a lot better than it was about five years ago. I was about to say, if you look at it four or five years ago, yeah. it was awful. Terrible. It was twenty nine thirty somewhere around there. Bad, um, bad. And now it's getting better. Middle the of the only, pack. Yeah, the only issue. With the Angels organization, as far as farm system, is that there's not a ton of front line pitching mm-hmm. going through. I mean, there there are some handful of good pitchers out there that you hope that can develop, but there's not that one diamond in the rough kind of guy. or the can't miss guy. Yeah, I guess. Canning was the last. Canning guy. was kind of the guy, and again, obviously, he's technically not considered a prospect anymore because no, of his time. Yeah. So if you're looking at the prospects now, you have a Chris Rodriguez, you have an Aaron Hernandez, you have a couple other guys that are lower level guys too, like Bradish, Bradish. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, and and that's a kind of, that's kind of the downfall of the of the farm system, but it's not bad. I mean, again, if these guys develop, then they can definitely add some depth. These guys are you're talking about maybe. Um, Rodriguez being a solid number two, maybe a number one. Again, you have to hope yeah, for he just, gets back never from know. injury. You just never know. Um, but, you know, as far as um, position talent, I think they're really good at position talent. I think they're really good Especially at in outfield, outfield and, and middle infield. I think they're really good. Mm. Um, you know, before the season started, you had three guys in the MLB pipeline top 100. You had Joe Adele, you had Canning, and, and you Marsh. had Marsh. Now, obviously, like we kind of just said, Canning graduated, so he's out. Um, Joe's still there now. He's number four, I but think. You I gotta... think, but and I think at the beginning of the year he was like seven. So obviously he's moving his way up. Oh yeah. Um, 
Brandon, I believe, at the beginning of next year will be back in the 100 because the only reason why I think he fell out. The injury. The injury. He missed like two or three weeks of, with an ankle injury. And mm-hmm. so, obviously, when everyone else is producing and you're not um, playing, you know, obviously he was like a 95, 96. So, he was already kind of on that fringe. So, obviously, guys are coming back and, and producing. Yeah. So, now that – especially now if he has a good fall uh, – Arizona Fall League showing – um, I think he can rocket it up and be like an eighty, like in the mid eighties. Oh no doubt, kind of uh, top one hundred guy no next doubt. year, and even probably even more. So if you know, obviously more and more and more guys start graduating from that list. But um, Jemai Jones has struggled, but he's he's gotten a lot better. He's gotten a lot better. The end so of the season. again, I, I think our front is 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 good. Is is not bad. I mean, it's a lot better than it is. But oh gosh, but it man, is definitely a. Middle, you know, middle, middle of the, middle the pack. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's better than middle. I, I would twelve. Say, yeah, I would say between ten and 10, 13, 12, 10, yeah. 13. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's somewhere around there. Um, another question from Matthew Gone, and we'll start wrapping it up soon here. One more question. He said, "You think the Angels in the city of uh, can make a deal?" Uh, Daniel had an interview. Uh, what? About three weeks ago, three four weeks ago, that you can you can kind of check out on our uh, Bill. Yeah, it was um, shaking uh, Bill shaking from the LA Times. We talked about it. Mm-hmm. Go back in our archives; it's there. Um, a lot of good insider information. And, and kind of just to kind of summarize what he said. There's three there's three options with the Angels and the whole stadium deal. A, they just renovate Angel Stadium where it stands. Um, two is they build a new stadium right there on and, the parking in lot. the parking lot. And three is move to Long Beach. The biggest thing with the Long Beach situation is there's no real um, close freeway. I mean, if you've been to Angel Stadium, the 5, the, the 215, the, or not 215, sorry, the 57, the 22 are all right there. So wherever, kind of wherever you come from, whether you come from the north, the east, the south, or whatever, right. there's, there's a way, somewhere there's to, get way there. to get there. The 5. Long Beach, you got to get on that way. Right. And, there's, yeah. and there's, there's no real – again, Angel Stadium has a train to drop you off. 710 Long Beach. Oh. Right, and then two, if if the Angel Stadium, they have the train right there, so they drop you right off. You walk to the stadium. Yeah, Long Beach has none of that, and no. that's going to be a big issue if they do decide to go to with Long Beach is, is is developing all that and how the fans get in and get out. Ooh, that's going to be terrible. I personally think that they're going to keep the lease as it is. And again, I, I, you have to listen to the interview again. Listen to the interview because they say we tell you exactly when the um, when the lease is actually expires. I think it's like in twenty twenty five or something crazy right. like that, but. I hope I hope My for scoring. a new stadium. I think they're going to renovate um, the the, re, the the current stadium. I mean, yeah, they could do that or just build on site. But uh, Burke says he hope they move to San Bernardino. Right. We'll take them to Riverside. We'll we have an abandoned we have an abandoned golf course right there off of uh, right there, kind of by where you used to live, over there by that AB Miller Park, that abandoned golf course by Reed Park. Abandoned golf course, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of space over there, but it won't happen. Uh, yeah, it'd be nice. It would be really nice. Awesome, like like dreams and thinking, but that ain't gonna happen. But right. Anyway, I think that's all. We don't have anything really. Any more questions to kind of answer? Oh, we have one more on the bottom. If you click the button to see what oh, that is. Oh, no, nah, it's a troll question. Is it a troll question? Is oh no, one? no. Okay, it's, it's Fletch fans because I that's the one. Yeah. That, all right. Let's see. How much do you think David Fletch will get paid? And his ex, this is coming from Fletch fans. Fletch fans is a huge Fletcher. Uh, obviously really, Fletcher I fan. couldn't tell by just the name. Um, look, I, 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 at the beginning of the year, I wasn't sold on. Fletcher. I was skeptical. No, I'll, I'll say it flat out. I was super skeptical. Yeah, well, if you go back, you, we both were, and I, I said, and I still kind of think this. I think Fletcher is gonna always be that utility guy, like a Cliff Pennington, Benji Gill tribe guy. I'm kind of. I now, think now I'm sold that he's gonna be better than those oh, no. guys. So. That's how I always thought of him, but I and at the beginning of the year I always said, but I still I'm still at I'm still with this. I don't think that Fletcher is a guy that you would take over somebody better. Like if the Angels can get somebody better, they're obviously gonna go with that better person. Um, Fletcher to me is a great solid guy to have on your team. He makes solid contact. I've like got I've grown to like him a lot more as the season has progressed. But I'm still not 100 completely, 100 completely sold on this guy being our everyday like third baseman or everyday sort. But I could see him starting every day at different positions, plugging, right? Plugging, plugging, and plugging. and just so you have an idea of his contract situation right now, um, he's making over you know about five hundred and fifty thousand so dollars. Like league so minimum. Off, so obviously he's going to get a raise. He's going to be. Yeah, yeah. He should. This is his first full year. So the 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 bad part about the contract fact is that he they, he's not in arbitration, so he can't make that big money yet. It's kind of up to the angels on what they want to give them. Um, 
two years, five hundred sixty-two thousand. Yeah, I think that's honestly. It, 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 yeah, it's two, well, no, it's not a two-year contract. It's a year-by-year contract because um, he's under he's under he's under team, team control. control. Yeah, um, you know his earliest arbitration is twenty twenty-two, so that's when you would arbitration. I, he's ar- not a yeah, that's, agent. That, that, that's when. Well, yeah, that's when you that's well, that's when you can at least tell the angels. I'm gonna, I want more. Money. I want more money, and, yeah. and angels have a great reputation of not going to arbitration with players. Right. So again, until that point, it's kind of up to the Angels of what his salary is. They can just tender him a deal of with a ten. I think it's a minimum of a ten percent increase, right? And that's all they have to offer him, and he has to take it or he doesn't play. That's the yeah. deal with a team control. Yeah. And if you remember at the beginning of this year, another guy that was kind of in that situation was Alex Bregman from the Houston Astros, mm-hmm. and that's what they did. They tendered him that ten percent increase or whatever it is. And he was pissed. He right. was super pissed. Right. Now, obviously, they kind of give him that contract to, to okay, this is what we're going to give you, and we can work on something mm-hmm. longer. And that's what happened. They end up working out a one like a $1.2 million deal for the year. And, again, that's right. something they're going to do like every year. But um, do I think he's at that level? No. no. But can I see him making, you know, um, 750000 800000 next year? Yeah. But then, again – it's every year, so if he performs again, yeah. then yeah, he'll be making a million. So and, and the Angels could obviously do what they did with Mike Trout and say, "We'll give you a four-year, you know, eight million dollar contract, and then he can take it or leave it." But I don't think he's that guy where he's going to get like a multi-year, well, not yet, contract but, but just yet, yeah. not yet. No, but no. again, his earliest free agent is twenty twenty-five. So the Angels so, don't even have to yeah. worry about that at yeah. all. It's not even in the thing. Let's be real for a second. The real problem is our pitching. We have no pitching. We talked about that already, Fletch fans, so we won't really get into that again. But, yeah, I agree. Number one priority this offseason is um, pitching, 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 and pitching. And then more pitching. pitching. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Depth, I think. Maybe Fletch can pitch, eh? Hey, there you go. Walsh has already got a couple uh, appearances this year. But, um, I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, that'll get, that'll get a Fletch a raise, bro, uh, Fletch fans. If he can, yeah, pitch, if he, he can pitch, nasty curveball, yeah, exactly. But uh, Fletcher has—he's uh, one of those guys that have just grown on me as the season gone. No doubt, yeah. Like we I mentioned agree. before, I, I was like, oh, he's gonna be a great utility guy, but um, he could play every position. He could play every position really yeah, well. Really, I could really see well. him being like one day being the third baseman, the next day he's a short. So just kind of plugging in for and everybody. Again, another and big, another big, another big deal. They're gonna, another big deal they're going to have to deal with now is that Cozart. What they do is that Cozart. I can see them kind of cutting bait with Zach yeah, and then and putting Fletcher at third base full time, and then you have Fletcher, um, Lestella, uh, yeah, Lestella at second, yeah. and then Simmons at short, I, and then Rahifel yeah. being that. Um, utility guy, because again, he can play multiple positions too. Cozart, I can say that the, easy. The Cozart thing to me is is done. Cut ties. Who cares? Um, taking up a spot on the forty man. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that's the one. We had a question earlier about uh, uh, Upton. I think you're more likely to see um, uh, Cozart cut free than you are going to see uh, Upton cut free. Um, man, Fletch fan, you missed out. We talked about Joe Adele as well, so we, we we're not going to really get into that again, but. Uh, but yeah. All right. So I think that's going to wrap it up. Um, thank you guys for all the questions on Instagram Live. To those of you who emailed us at allangelspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys again. Um, follow us on our Instagram, as always, at halo underscore haven. And on Twitter, same thing, halo underscore haven. Yeah. And, and just real quick, too, especially for you guys out there that's on our Instagram live feed, uh, Halo Haven, our Instagram feed is just under 7,000 followers. Help us out. Help us out get to 7,000. Um, I mean, we're talking about about a hundred and eight people. So help us get to uh, tell a friend, tell a buddy, tell you know whoever you know, tell your neighbor, um, help us out. But yeah, um, thanks for the support. Thanks for following us. Um, something we you know obviously are um, obviously something we've been doing for the last two years. Coming down, coming to the end of our second full year. If you have any, if you have any kind of idea or something you'd like to see more of. Let us know. Let us know uh, what you think or what you uh, you want more interviews. Do you want more of this, more of that? Let us know. We're always open to feedback. Um, again, probably the easiest way to get a hold of us is on our Instagram. Um, DMs are open. Slide into our DMs mm-hmm. or email us at allangelspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, on on uh, Instagram, remember that it's either going to be me, Daniel, or Chris that's going to answer you a question. Mostly me. It's mostly him. Um, I'll answer. I got no life. What can I say? I'm already, he's planning a wedding. I'm already married, so I'm not gonna worry about it. Chris will not answer you. Chris is a big timer unless, now. Unless, unless it's about an article like a um, 
it's jersey fu- or, or it's funny because people will and you guys if you guys have any questions on like autographs and like what something is you guys can hit us yeah, up honestly we've gotten questions yeah about that. hey i got this i saw i found this ball whose signature do you think it looks like yeah and we're pretty oh. good chris and i are no, pretty you good you guys are pretty good i have like yeah Hey Johnny, we got this message uh, yeah. here. Check it out. Chris and I are pretty good at answering those. Uh, we're, we're memorabilia geeks, I guess you can call us. But anyway, yeah. So that's gonna wrap it up for the show this week. Uh, catch us next week. We'll probably drop it on Thursday or Friday, more than likely. Probably Ho- Thursday. Hopefully, uh, Chris San Diego will be uh, will ben, be on. Ben, I don't know. Yes. So, Chris San Diego. All right, that's gonna wrap it up for us, guys. Thank you guys again for listening. Uh, hit us up wherever you. Listen to your podcast. Rate us, subscribe. review us, subscribe on iTunes, especially five stars, baby. All right, I'm Johnny Banks. I'm Dan Garcia. And you listen to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.